0: to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen.
1: Dear friends, welcome to the liturgy of the 27th Sunday of the year. Last Sunday, St. James, like prophet Amos, condemned in strong terms, amassing wealth and hoarding, amassing and hoarding wealth through fraudulent means, as if we will endure in the world forever. We are to learn from the wisdom of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 30 from verses 7 to 9. A very good prayer. Oh God, two things I beg you. Do not deny me before I die. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just as much food as I need. Less satisfied, I deny you. Oh Else out of necessity I still to profane the name of God. Today the gospel and the first reading beam the searchlight on marriage. Canon 1055 defines marriage as a covenant by which a man and a woman Established between themselves, man and woman, established between themselves. A partnership for their whole life. This relationship between man and woman lasts for the whole of their lives. All that for the well-being of the spouses. Marriage is for the good of the husband and wife as we had in the first reading. Furthermore, for procreation and upbringing of children. If my marriage is not for procreation and upbringing, then it raises questions. Finally, between the baptized being raised by Christ... Christ the Lord to the dignity of a sacrament. God instituted marriage from the creation of Adam and Eve. The author of Genesis states that man was lonely and necessarily needed a companion. In his deep sleep, his ribs, we are taken to fashion a woman as a helper. A helper. has equal dignity like the man. He's not a servant, he's not a slave. Because the two, when they become one, is not one and a half, one. So they are equal. Born of my bones, flesh of my flesh, the two become one-fleshed. Marriage enjoys unity and indissolubility, Canon 1056, that as the two become united in an inseparable way, till death do them part. Come to look at the vows you exchange on your wedding day. The words are so weighty. I take you, or you take your wife, or oh, you take your husband to be your lawful wife or husband and you promise to be true to him in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health, that you will love him and honor him all the days of your life. All the days of your life, no part time, full time. You give yourself for the whole of your life. King Henry VIII of England sought to have his marriage to Catherine of Aragon annulled by the church. But the Pope Clement VII said no to that because what God has joined together let no man put asunder. And that brought about the Church of England. That brought about the separation. Formation of the Catholic priest pays considerable attention to the study of marriage. This is because of the pride of blessed, the family holds in the Church and society. It is an irreplaceable institution. There is no place like marriage. No institution to be compared with it. Despite the growth in science and technology, there is no substitute to the family. It stands as the first place, the first school, the first institution. Unfortunately, the family today is bedeviled with so many challenges. So many challenges. Many houses today, Lord, are enjoying peace. Unity of purpose between husband and wife. If you go to some other families, they are managing themselves, managing to stay together with all the challenges. Others are considering parting, others already, long time, they are not together. We cannot judge. Every marriage has our own unique story. We empathize with people that are having problems, and we pray for them every day that God will let His will be done in their families. Because of the ups and downs in marriage, its preparation needs to be thoroughly need to be thorough, leaving no stone unturned. Let us use the analogy of a chef to score our point. For a chef to make assumptions delicacy, the need for a recipe is inevitable. Recipe to make any food you want to cook. The recipe is as important for the chef as a GPS map for a foreign traveler. What then? is the recipe of a good marriage. We shall consider the following. Marriage needs good preparation. This consists of the remote and the immediate preparation. Remote has to do with parents happen to educate their children about marriage. And this education, as we are told on the baptism of your children, that you teach them by words and by deeds. When they see how you behave with mom, then it helps them to begin to think about how their own will be. So we need to educate our children about marriage. So part of the remote, after a child, goes to school, they begin to look around, begin to make friends, begin to socialize. And through that, they begin to pick friends. And some of these friendships mature to marriage. It's part of the remote preparation. You need to guide them appropriately and tell them what is necessary in marriage. Marriage. And then when it gets close to marriage, the immediate preparation begins. Whereby they have a date, they have done their marriage because when is their marriage and the rest of them? Anything worth doing is worth doing well. A good preparation will likely make a good marriage. A haphazard preparation may not lead to a successful marriage. So it's good, we make good preparation. After your wedding, there must be understanding, acceptance, and tolerance in marriage. The person whom you want to risk yourself to, you must understand the person, the temperament of that person. If you are melancholy and then you are marrying a man that is melancholy, there will be trouble. So it's good to know your temperament so that you see how you will at least prepare for your marriage. Marriage requires genuine, authentic, and unconditional and sacrificial love. That the love in marriage should not be because you have something, that is why I want to marry you. should be from the heart that even if you lose one of your legs tomorrow, I am still loving you. It's not when I have money, when tomorrow poverty comes. I say, no, I didn't vouch for poverty. The gimmicks of courtship do not last. Soon after marriage, reality dawns. Faithfulness, patience, perseverance, sincerity, and transparency are the necessary virtues that sustain marriage. If you were lying when you were caught, by the time your lady comes to the house, you cannot continue to succeed with your lies. So we need sincerity, patience, in order to sustain this relationship. Marriage requires good communication network to strengthen the relationship between husband and wife. You need to share your joys, your worries, your fears, your anxiety, with your wife. You don't have any best friend than her. That woman is your best friend. No woman again in this world. And that man is the best man you can ever think of. There shouldn't be any other man that can take his place. The medium of communication is very, very important, both the verbal and then the non-verbal communication. When there is no good communication network, couples live like two strange bed partners. Two strange bed partners. When they are sleeping, one is facing this side, the other one is facing the other side. The same bed, they share the same bed, but they don't talk to each other, which is quite unfortunate. I share another story this morning that uh, in a family, that lived together. The wife, when there was crisis, she packed from the family room and then went to a visitor's room. And the man lost his job. He wanted a job. He's a good sleeper because he needed to go for an interview, but who will wake him? He wrote a note and took to the wife. He went and kept the note because he couldn't talk to her. Please wake me at 5.30. And the woman got up and saw the nod. It was 5.30. She wrote, Please, it is 5.30. Get up and go to where you want to go. That was how he couldn't meet up with the interview. The breakdown in communication in marriage is a, is a disaster. The communication help you to settle issues, help you to share your joys and sorrows, We must keep the line of communication flowing. Ordinarily speaking, when there is no network, you can't get across. We need it. For marriage to survive the storms and the tidal waves of our society, God must be at the foundation and the pillar. Morning, afternoon, evening, and night, you must turn to God in prayers. You share your joys and sorrows with God. The prayer of the rosary is very, very important as a family. And as a family, the family of Nazareth is supposed to be our model Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Another vital ingredient that is unnoticeable and could be forgotten is, the, is humility. Humility and forgiveness is like a queen of two sides. They two play a complementary role. You need to forgive your partner. You need humility to say, I am sorry. Both need to confess to each other. In marriages, we need to compliment each other. Give compliment to your husband. Give compliment to your wife when she deserves it. A meal well cooked should be complimented. When your wife dresses well, you need to tell her, lady, you look very good. And this is what women want. Even if you have offended them, they'll forgive you. But even when she dresses well, nobody says anything. You expect the man on the street to say to her, you are looking good? No. She should hear that from her husband. So our husbands expect, women expect from us a lot of things. Let us give it to them. Them too will give us what we deserve. Vocation either priestly, religious, or marriage begins from the family. Parents have the responsibility of having children to figure out which vocation is good for their children. We must study the temperament of our children and be able to guide them. You enter into marriage without love. That marriage cannot work. Tell your children, prepare them very well so that they grow in love. St. Pauls admonished the Corinthians about marriage. Now to the unmarried, he said, and to widows, it is good, it is good thing for them to remain as they are. Even himself, Paul, but if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to be on fire. First Corinthians chapter seven, verses eight to nine. Finally, life in marriage is full of ups and downs. The wind of change might blow, and once in a while, crises may erupt. Crises are inevitable, but crises are not bad. How you manage your crisis is a problem. And therefore, when crises are well managed, they become opportunity for growth. You can't say you know that man when you have not had crisis with him. Neither can we say you know that woman if you, didn't, if you have not had a serious crisis with her. Crisis determines a lot in the family. When crisis comes, let us handle them as opportunity for growth is not to scatter us, but to help us to reason together, be able to figure out what went wrong. How can we repair the damages? If you can't handle it between the two of you, your sponsors that sponsored your marriage, avail yourself to them. We, too, are very, very much available, the deacon, and then the marriage office here. We want to see our marriages bouncing, enjoying good health. That the wife is always happy with the husband, and the husband is always happy with the wife. When we see you being happy, we too have our fulfillment. When you are in crisis, we'll always be settling cases. We want to celebrate not to be settling cases, but when they come, bring them to us. We'll try our best. I wish you a happy evening.
0: O R G. Say man, pray for us.